Hey there, I'm Julie, and this is the Married to Addiction podcast. If you're here, then you're probably what I call my secret sister. We're in a situation we never asked to be in and fighting a battle we never wanted to fight. We're women who are married to an alcoholic, and it affects every inch of our lives. If that sounds like you, then I want you to know that this is a safe place for you to land. Married to Addiction is a faith-based podcast where I'll help you find the tools and strength you need to navigate your husband's addiction without losing yourself in the process. So please subscribe and tune in as often as you're able. Because your husband's recovery is important, but so is yours. Hey, hey, welcome to episode 12 of the Married to Addiction podcast. Today's episode is called Stages of Recovery, and this is going to be an interesting one because I feel like the people who need to hear this episode the most are going to be inclined to turn it off once I start talking. So if that's you, and if you feel like once we start go, get, once we get going here, if you start feeling like I don't need this, this isn't uh, this isn't the help I need. This isn't relevant for me. You probably are exactly the person that needs to hear it. So stay with me, please. Today we're going to be talking about stages of recovery for the wife of an alcoholic. If you are not sure where you are in this journey. Um, that's okay, because we're going to talk about the different stages of the recovery journey for us. And I'm going to focus on two distinct groups today, but we're going to also talk about what it looks like to move beyond those first couple of stages. Now, the first thing I want to say to you is if you are thinking to yourself, I don't need recovery. He's the one with the problem. It doesn't make sense to me that I keep hearing people saying that I need to change things that I'm doing. You are absolutely normal, and I was there with you for a very, very long time. I didn't understand what kind of difference it could make. It didn't, it seemed completely counterproductive. It seemed ridiculous. It seemed like a waste of time. Um, like I said, it didn't seem like the help that I needed. It didn't seem like the help that I was looking for. And I didn't understand it. I didn't understand. And I thought it was silly. I thought that the people who, you know, pursued recovery for themselves as wives of alcoholics were in denial. You know, they they just couldn't figure out how to fix their husbands. So they just gave up and started, you know, trying to work on self-care and stuff like that. That's not what this is. I know that a lot of people have that misconception at the beginning of their journey through recovery when it comes to themselves. It is a, it is a normal standard response in most cases. I myself had it. I thought the same things that you might be thinking, but I just really want you to stick with me through this episode because I was wrong. And I know so much more about this process and this journey now that I'm on the other side of it. And my husband's been so sober for four years. So please just soften your heart, soften your mind, I really, really do believe that God has brought you here right now to hear the things I'm going to say with, to you today. So please just hang in there with me, friend. The first group that I want to talk about are those of us who don't think that you need recovery, like I didn't, and you might not, exactly the, the people that I was just talking about. You don't think you need recovery or you don't maybe know that you need recovery, in this stage, what we usually feel is constantly anxious. Um, we feel lost. We feel like we're drowning in our husband's addiction. We feel hopeless. We feel alone. Um, we resent our husband. We resent his addiction. We don't know what to do. We just are in this 
overwhelming feeling of anxiety at all times around our husband and his addiction. And life feels unmanageable. Um, Usually at this stage, we know that something needs to change, but we don't really know what to do to change it. You know, maybe you've tried everything at this point. You've poured out the bottles and you've threatened and you've screamed and you've cried and you've, you know, followed him and you've checked receipts and all of those things. And, you know, nothing, nothing is helping. The ultimatums aren't working. Nothing is helping and you just don't know what to do to change things. You're just obsessing over his addiction and trying all day, every day to figure out how you can fix things. That's usually what stage one, I call it, looks like and what it feels like. If you have been struggling and continuously miserable for months or even years, then you are likely stuck in this stage. If there's no positive movement happening, if there's no relief, if there's no forward momentum, just confusion and frustration and sadness and hopelessness day after day, week after week, month after month, then you're probably stuck in this stage. And it's okay if you are because a lot of us get stuck here. So I want you to know that you're not alone if you are there right now and if you've been there for a while because I was there for quite some time. But I also want you to know that you can keep doing it the way that you've been doing it for as long as you want to. But I also need you to know that that amount of time will be equal to the amount of time that you will be miserable. So if you stay stuck here for a year, you're going to be miserable for a year. If you stay stuck here for three years, five years, whatever it is, Unless, you know, something magically changes, which nine times out of 10 does not happen, you are going to be miserable for that same amount of time. And I'm only telling you this in love because I know, I know this from experience. I lived this. I stayed here for way too long. I did so much damage to myself and people around me and everything. And I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know then. So that's why I really want to come to you today with a different message of somebody who went through it and, you know, not just people that you hear in passing say, well, you need to do A, B, and C. But I was there probably right where you are feeling like those things weren't going to help me. And I was wrong. And so I really want you to hear me on that and hear my heart on that. It comes from experience. I promise you. Now let's talk about the people who are in the second stage. So the people who are in the second stage, they've already figured out that what they're doing is not working. And they actually have tried different things to try to improve things. So they've heard things like trying to detach with love or trying to set boundaries. And they've attempted to do those things, but it doesn't seem to get them anywhere. Um, This group of people typically feels like things are one step forward and two steps back. So things that you might be feeling at this stage is you're you're uncertain. You are very cautiously optimistic that things could possibly get better and you've heard about these different things that can that can help, but you've tried to do them and you're not really sure that they're working. You're not really sure if you're doing them right. Um, maybe you're starting to think that you were right and there aren't any value in these things because when you've attempted them, nothing has changed. Um, 
You know, you just, you, you know something needs to change, but you really don't know what to do. You know that there's value in untying from your husband's addiction. You know that it can help you. You know that it can help your children. You know that it can help your husband ultimately, but you just really don't know how to get there effectively. Um, a lot of us get stuck here too. We get stuck here because we try some things, you know, we throw spaghetti at the wall, as they say, and it doesn't stick. And then we're just not really sure what to do because we're like, okay, well, I tried that, but it didn't work for me. I'm not experiencing any lasting positive change. And so if you feel like you're stuck here for a really long time, what I want you to know is that the journey of recovery for us as wives of alcoholics is it really boils down to a process of knowing what to focus on and when to focus on it. Because if you're just randomly and sporadically trying different things that you've heard, it's not going to work. You know, there, there are certain things that you should be doing at certain times or certain things that you shouldn't be focusing on at certain times. And there's certain ways that you should be doing them and, and, you know, stuff like that. So just like randomly and sporadically trying stuff and then saying, oh, that doesn't work. You know, it's kind of like I equate it to, um, going on the new fad diet for two days and then deciding that it doesn't work. Um, it, it doesn't work that way, right? Like you you have to actually be committed to it. You have to actually understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. You have to do the right things at the right time. You know, some some diets aren't going to work for, for somebody no matter how often they try them because it's not the right thing for their body type or whatever. So there is kind of a, a method to when to do things, what to do, how to do it. If you just keep doing things, you know, the way you've always done them and trying to just manage things as best you can, that's also not going to work. So doing things randomly, sporadically is not going to work. Just continuing to do things the way you've always done them because you don't really know what else to do is also not a great approach. And the problem with those two approaches is that they're probably just going to lead to continued decline. Like it's not, it's not ever going to just magically change. You know, it's not, it's not ever going to just, if you've been doing the things the same way and meeting with the same results, you know, I'm sure you've heard that old adage, you, you just are going to get the same result if you continue down that, that path. So those are kind of what I consider the first two stages of recovery. Stage one, where you really just don't think that you need help or don't know that you need help. And it kind of like, you know, my attitude when I was in that stage was, I got it. Like, I can figure this out. I can figure out how to get him sober. I just have to do enough reading, do enough research. You know, it's it's going to be fine. Or I went to the whole thing where it was like the the threatening and the ultimatums and the, well, I'm just going to get him sober because if he doesn't get sober, he's going to lose his whole family. And surely, you know, he's not going to give that up. He's going to give up alcohol first and all of those things, all of those things. I was stuck in all of those places. So if that's where you are, I promise you, I promise you that I get it. And we, a lot of us just stay stuck in those two stages for a really long time. But now I want to kind of walk you through what it looks like when you get past those two stages so you can see what's possible for the future when you learn to move forward in a productive way. And I know that if you are in one of the first two stages that a lot of this is really going to sound like just an impossibility for you, but we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But I, I just first want to go through um, the last, what I call the last three stages. So the first stage I call, um, I call awareness because you really need to kind of become aware that what you're doing isn't working and that a change needs to happen. The second stage I call discovery because you're basically learning um, 
some different things that actually might work, you're starting to actually think about doing things a little bit differently and trying some things. The third stage I call strength. And at this stage, what you're doing is you're um, spending time on your personal relationship with God. Because I feel like true and lasting change, especially in this situation, really starts here. We have to have a relationship with the Lord. We have to learn to, um, you know, detach, which we talked about in the last episode, and learning how to give some of that over to Him. This stage really just is the spiritual foundation from which all other good things will come. So when you get to this stage and you're really putting some of these things into practice that move you into that uh posture of trust and faith, um, you know, hope comes along with that. Peace comes along with that. You're starting to feel stronger. You're not letting the addiction pull you under as often. Um, this is the stage of strength. You know, this is the stage where you start to feel like, okay, it's going to be okay. I can do this. And then stage four, I call refreshment. And in that phase, you know, you you kind of have your feet underneath you again. You have strengthened your, relation, your relationship with the Lord and you feel like you aren't just absolutely overwhelmed anymore. You're feeling relief now. You're feeling peace. You're not getting caught up in the addiction. Life feels more manageable. And at this stage, you're actually starting to focus on you again. You can start taking care of yourself, you know, consistently. You can start thinking about the things that you've put on the back burner. You can start focusing on you and your life. Remember that? Remember you and your life? <laughs> Probably not. I know I didn't for a really long time. I didn't know who I was, and I don't want to get emotional. I didn't know who I was for a really long time through this. I lost myself completely. It's a hard place to be. <clears throat> so if you're there, I understand. And uh, you don't have to stay there. Because you do have a life to live. And you do need to take care of yourself. And you can still make that happen, regardless of what's going on with your husband. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> and then the last stage is stage five. And this is the stage that I call wholeness. Because when you get to this place, and you've done all of you know those, those things that I just talked about, you're feeling renewed. You're feeling refreshed. You're at peace. You're actually enjoying your life again. And I'm telling you, you can get there. It can happen. You're no longer consumed by your husband's addiction. You're not letting it weigh you down. You have a close relationship with the Lord. You have healthy boundaries in place. You're fully living your life. You're moving towards your goals, your hopes, your dreams again. You're living. You're living. So. Those are the stages of recovery. And a lot of us get stuck, like I said, on the first couple. And that's not how we're meant to live. It's not. So I want you to hear this part. It's really important. None of what I just talked about and the deliverance from all of those things that we just mentioned is dependent on your husband getting sober. And I know that if you are in those first couple of stages, that makes no sense to you. 
But I want you to think about something. John 10.10 doesn't say that you can have life and have it more abundantly, dot, 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 just as soon as your husband stops drinking. Isaiah 26.3 doesn't say that you can be kept in perfect peace, that he will keep you in perfect peace, those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you, dot, 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 except for wives of alcoholics, no peace for them. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11 doesn't say, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future, dot, 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 unless your husband is an alcoholic and then you're on your own. No, that is not what the Bible says. That those are not God's promises. The promise is there for everyone, including you, including me, including those of us who are walking this path, including those of us with addicted husbands, including those of us who feel hopeless and like nothing's going to change until our husbands get sober, but it's not true. You do not have to sit around and wait for your husband to get sober, to have hope, to have peace, to have an abundant life. You do not. You do not. You just have to learn to tap into the things that will get you there. One of them being that relationship with the Lord, which is absolutely critical. He wants to carry you and he absolutely will carry you through this. So all that being said, and I apologize for my a little my little emotional moment, but I have been there. And even though it's been, you know, four years for me that my husband's been sober, you know, I've told you guys before, I can just go back there in, you know, in the blink of an eye, because I remember, I remember that day to day. I remember the struggle and, you know, the hives, the stress induced hives that I got and just the hopelessness and it was the crushing it was the hardest thing i've ever gone through and it was an awful way to live so i want you to know all that being said i want you to know that i've been working on something super special that i decided to create because i've received lots of messages for from women who are wives of alcoholics over the last few months since i started married to addiction and there's, there's three main themes that keep coming up. They need clarity and direction. They're confused and they don't know what to do. They need support because they feel unseen, unheard, unloved. And they need community. They need to know they're not alone. They need to know that there's other people who are going through this and they need to be connected with those people so that they have that community of, you know, their sisters, their secret sisters who they can walk through this with. There's such value in that. So I decided that the best thing to bring those, or the best way to bring those three things to you would be to create a faith-based membership for Wives of Alcoholics, a monthly membership. I decided to call it Secret Sister Circle because I'm sure you've heard of me or you've heard me refer to us as Secret Sisters because we're wives of alcoholics who are fighting a battle together that we never wanted to fight. And, you know, most of us do it in secret. We don't tell our friends sometimes or we don't tell them how bad it is. We don't tell our family everything that's going on. We're, we're just suffering and struggling in secret. And it shouldn't be that way. So my vision for this membership is for it to help you get off the emotional roller coaster of having an alcoholic spouse, just feeling like you're just tossed and turned and, you know, 
just at the mercy of the addiction at all times. I wanted to help you learn exactly what you can do to improve things instead of just sitting around hoping and praying that things will change. Like, what can you do? What can you do right now to improve things? And there are things, if you've heard people say there's nothing you can do but sit around and wait, that is not true. I also wanted to help you not feel so alone. Like I was saying, I want to I want to give you a whole community of other sisters, other people who are walking through this, who are going through the same things that you are. You know, people who are relatable to you, people who get you, who really truly get you and nobody gets us like otherwise of alcoholics, nobody. So basically, if you if you just if you need support and direction through like the day-to-day struggle of all of this, then this membership is 100% for you. So in the membership, I want to guide you through each of the stages that we've talked about, stage one through stage five, all the way to wholeness. We're going all the way to wholeness, guys, all the way to wholeness where God wants us. We're going there together. Get on the train. Train's leaving the station. We're going to wholeness. And I want to show you the few things that you need to focus on at each of those stages to move you forward. So you don't have to do everything at once. There's just a few things at each stage, depending on where you're at right now. And when you enter the membership, um, you know, I'll help you figure out like exactly where are you right now and exactly what should you be focusing on right now? Because I don't want you to be overwhelmed. And I don't want you to be wasting time on things that, you know, you don't need to be worrying about right now. Like that's for later down the road. So that's that's the whole premise of it. And the whole thing is centered around, um, I created what I call my four-step renewal method. And basically all that is, is it's based on the renewal principles that are found in scripture. Uh, renewal of mind, renewal of self, just uh, there's a, but renewal is mentioned in scripture a lot. And so I really wanted to center this entire membership around like biblical teaching. This is all based on what is found in scripture. And for that reason, it truly will be life-changing stuff, like it truly will be. And that's not me just saying that I'm going to change your life. That's me saying that God's going to change your life through this membership. And I 1 million percent believe that. So because I want this membership to be everything that you need it to be, I don't want to just decide on everything on my own. What I want to do is kind of have this be like a group effort. So what I'm going to do is I want to extend an early invitation to you, my podcast listeners. I you know haven't announced this in very many places yet. I haven't done like a full public launch of this. So I wanted to let you guys in on this um, beforehand. But I really want you to be a part of this, especially if you're willing to actually help me shape the group and shape the idea. So if you join me as a founding member, which is what I'm calling it, for the membership and you're willing to help contribute ideas on how we can make it the best place to support wives of alcoholics and getting clarity, support, community, all those things that we need so desperately, then what I want to do is extend to you a founding member price. So I anticipate the price for this membership eventually um, being somewhere in the neighborhood of $30 to $40 per month, which really even at that price is going to be a no-brainer because we're helping women change our lives for the better. So I think that's worth 30 to $40 a month. But if you get in on this now and you do decide to join me as a founding member, then I would love to welcome you into the membership for only $20 per month. And that will be your locked-in rate as your founding member price for as long as you remain a member. So as long as you don't leave the group and come back, 
um, you will be grandfathered in at that $20 a month. Now, I did want to mention, as always, any charges from me will be discreetly billed with no indication as to, you know, what the actual nature of it is. So I, I believe that they're billed as women's ministries is what shows up on your credit card statement or your banking statement. So, you know, it's not going to be a big red flag if you have a shared account with your husband. So just know that I, you know, I do value your privacy and I do want you to know that this will be discreetly billed. So all that being said, if that sounds like something you could use, if that sounds like something that you'd like to get in on as a founding member, um, I am limiting this to, you know, just a certain number of founding members. I'm not going to extend this price and this opportunity for a really long time. So what I want you to do if you're interested in doing this is please send me an email to julie at marriedtoaddiction.com. And that way I'll know that you're interested in being a founding member at the founding member price. Like I said, I want to I want to keep a limit on the number of people who I take in as founding members. Um, so yeah, let me know. Let me know ASAP, please. Because if you are wanting in on this, I would absolutely love to have you join me. This whole membership thing has been God-led, let me tell you. <laughs> it has been God-led. I just have felt... Um, what uh, I think it's Joyce Meyer that I heard say the heavenly downloads, like when you just know something's coming from God and you're like, yes, I could have never thought about that on my own, but God just gave that to me and I'm running with it. That's a great idea. There's been a lot of moments like that, you guys. So I know that this is something that he really wants to use to change some lives. So if you would like to get on the founding member train with me, I would love to have you again, $20 a month. Um, we're going to do this together. I am wanting your input. I'm wanting to know what you need this to be. So would love to have you. So that is recovery stages for the wife of an alcoholic. If you have stuck with me through this episode, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. I hope you learned some things. I hope you are seeing some things differently. And I hope if the membership resonates with you that you will strongly consider joining me because, um, I'm going to do everything I can to just make it absolutely everything you need to help you through this difficult path. As always, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Hey, I just wanted to take a quick second to thank you so much for being here and for listening to the Married to Addiction podcast. I really hope that it's blessing you. If you are enjoying the podcast, can I ask you a quick favor? Would you go and leave either a rating, a review, or maybe even both on your favorite podcast platform so that other people can find the podcast? When a podcast is new, a lot of times the ratings and reviews is what helps push it out to more people. And I would love to get this out to as many as of us secret sisters as possible. And you could definitely help me with that by going and leaving a reading or review. Thank you so much for your help with this. And thanks again for listening.